live in a world that struggles with feeling busy and overwhelmed. At the same time, us mamas want to feel we're living intentionally and with purpose. At the end of the day, you won't have to sit worn out on the couch feeling like it all just wasn't enough. Here, you'll find the tools to slow it down, nurture your own goals, and live restored. Each week, we have real-life conversations about motherhood, work, relationships, and all the things in between. I'm your host, Jen Brazil. Welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Unhurried Life, episode number 15. I'm your host, Jen Brazil, and I am so excited to share with you today's guest. I met Kat several years back at a breakaway event, and if you don't know about breakaway, that is something that is really amazing that's happening right here in my hometown of College Station, at Texas A&M. Breakaway is a huge organization where thousands of students meet at the basketball arena to have a time of worship and have a message shared with them. Kat's husband is the director of Breakaway, and just recently he did a whole series on marriage and dating. My husband and I were able to tune in on their podcast and also go a couple of times live, but just listening to him talk got me thinking that I'm sure Kat would have some wonderful things to say on the other side of this story. So he told his side, and now we actually get to hear from Kat how she's intentionally pursuing a marriage with her husband from her point of view. I love all of the tips that she shares. Now, she talked about a time when they went to New York, and her husband asked her 40 questions, which she thought was going to be corny at first, but wound up being one of their favorite memories while they were in New York City. Those questions were so helpful for them that I went ahead and put those exact questions into a fun little PDF that you can download by going to jbrazil.com slash 40questions. Again, that's jbrazil.com slash 40questions. Now let's go ahead and dive into our chat with Kat as we talk about intentionally dating your husband. Hey Kat, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm married to Timothy Atik, who I call T.A. He is the um, executive director of Brickway Ministries, which is basically a college Bible study that meets at Texas A&M's campus, usually at Reed Basketball Arena. So that's what moved us here three and a half years ago, and I have loved it. I just love working with college students. I'd say that's a passion point of mine. Um, I have three boys, Noah, Andrew, and Jake, 10, 8, and 2. So I would say my house is pretty crazy and wild, um, but it's a lot of fun. Tell me a little bit about your life before kids. Okay, so I went to Texas A&M, majored in marketing. My first big girl job was in Dallas. I was an inside sales rep for IBM. I did that for several years, and then when I got married, I moved to Austin and worked from home, and it was not a good fit for me. I just felt very isolated. I know some people thrive in that environment. I did not, and so it really got me thinking, what do I want to do, and I had always wanted to be a high school teacher, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for it, so I applied for a job, didn't even have a certificate, and I got it, (laughs) which is a God story for sure. And so I got certified as I taught. I taught business, marketing, a computer course, and a work-based course, and I absolutely loved it. So I did that for a couple years, and then when Noah came on the scene, um, I became a stay-at-home mom, at least for this season. 
And now pretty much I'm chasing my two year old. (laughs) And when I'm not doing that, I really, I I'd say my passion points. I love to help lead Bible studies. I love to connect with college girls. Okay. So we kind of breezed over the part where you fell in love and got married to your sweet husband. So tell me a little bit about y'all's dating and just kind of what y'all went through as you got married and moved to a new city. Okay. So we were acquaintances in college. Um, We had mutual friends. He's a year older than me. The end of my senior year, I was a bridesmaid and he was a groomsman. Romantic. (laughs) And that, not really. That's just what started our friendship. So I moved to Dallas. He was already there going to seminary. And um, we were very much in the friend zone. Okay. And then he started asking me on some dates. And I have to tell you, my younger self... I was out of control flirty, like just out of control. I look back at my younger, I don't know if you have this about any ways you operated when you were younger, but I kind of cringe a little bit. Yes. (laughs) So I would, but, so I was out of control flirty with guys, but when it came to dating um, and having a boyfriend, I was awkward and overly guarded and cold. So I was just all over the map. Why do you think that was? I thought about that. My, My parents have a really... Um, strong, happy marriage. I'm like, why? And I have a twin, identical twin sister, and she was the same way. We were just awkward, weird people. <laughs> so I think it maybe it's just personality. Okay. Or maybe, you know, thinking I need to know if I'm going to marry this guy before I even go on a date. Mm. Um, I think a game changer for me, someone gave me the advice, just go on the date, and you don't need to know anything other than do you want to go on the ne- a next one, if you ask. Yeah. And that kind of made me calm down enough to keep going out with T.A. to realize, oh, I actually like this guy. Yeah. I can relax, and I really like him. That sort of applies to a lot of other areas of life, Yes, too. probably so. Just do the next thing, and then you can decide if you want to do something after yes. that. Yes. Be in the now. Yeah, I love it. But I wasn't at that stage yet or hadn't gotten that advice. So when he first asked me out... I called him like friend and buddy on the date, which is so irritating. So he got irritated. He left (laughs) and took a year off, came back. We got reunited at church. And then this time I thought, you know what? I'm going to use this advice and just relax and give this a try. After five or six dates, something just clicked. I was like, you know what? I really like this guy. And then we were inseparable and married within a year. Wow. Yeah. So then it was fast. So from meeting until I do... It, it was, was a year. A year. Okay. Yeah. Not not including the time we all kind of knew each other in college. And- no, just from dating was okay. a year. Um, so we knew each other years before that. And then we've been married 13 years now. I do want you to tell us real quick about your proposal, about TA's proposal to you, because it is quite elaborate and okay. very fancy. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I was living in Dallas. TA was living in Austin. We dated most of our time in the same city in Dallas. But, like, the very end of our dating, he moved to Austin to become a youth pastor. And he basically sent me a Southwest Airline ticket. So I thought I was going to Austin that weekend. He basically sent me a ticket and then canceled it to make me think that I was going out of town. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. So I'm in like cubicle world at IBM. I'm in my little cubicle and someone like has me go look at something. That, so the co- my coworkers and my manager were all in cahoots. My friend takes my keys out of my car, opens my car in the parking lot, and then puts them back in my purse. I have no idea. 
Meanwhile, while I'm talking to a friend, TA puts rose petals all over my car and a note that says something like, this is a, a very special night for our relationship. Um, I think he even probably said in it, like, go home and get ready. He knows me. Like, I need yeah. some time. <laughs> so I go home. Um, I go up the stairs. I walk in, and there's rose petals from my doorstep to my bed. And there, laying on my bed, is him. Just kidding. That's the joke he always says. <laughs> there he is. I was like, <laughs> Yikes. No, on the bed was a dress that he had picked out for me. And this is how he tells the story, because he always says, I know what you're thinking. That is extremely risky to pick out a dress for your girlfriend, but I have an identical twin sister. So he was able to be like, does this work? Yep, it works. So she was able to try it on and see if it fit. That was lucky. Yeah, lucky, lucky. Yeah, lucky, lucky. So when it was time, I was all dressed up. we, I went down the stairs, and it was kind of like a bachelor scene. He was in front of a limo with two more dozen roses waiting for me. Okay, at this point, you were like, I'm not going to Austin, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, like, right when I got in the car, I knew, like, okay, something's up. Okay. I mean, I know, like, this is a proposal. And I was so excited and also kind of hyperventilating, you know, <laughs> with excitement, but kind of like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so we go to the um, Petroleum Club. It's a restaurant in Dallas and had a wonderful dinner. He actually said during dinner, will you pass me the salt? And I was like, okay, I don't appreciate this type of humor at this time. So he stopped. (laughs) We went to his cousin's house and we were just on their patio area. And he showed me a um, video, kind of like you'd see at a rehearsal dinner from Mm -hmm. like birth to now of our pictures back and forth. So after that, the reason we went to the cousin's house, some of you might be like, well, that was a weird turn. But he lives, his cousin used to live by Moose, like a former Dallas Cowboy football player who had this beautiful pond um, with like a fountain and everything. And so we walk down this path that's lit with lights and we get in a rowboat. Okay. This is very, yes, I know. And there's floating candles on the water and he rows us out. I, by the way, like, say, can I sit on the same side as you? And he's like, no. <laughs> you know, because he's about to propose. Um, but I wasn't thinking. So we row out into the pond, and in the pond, like the rowboat, he's wiggling, and he gets on one knee, and he tells me he loves me for the very first time, and because he wanted to be able to put a ring on my finger when he did it, yeah. he said, and he proposed. So that was wonderful. He's like, hey, let's go look in the light and go look at your ring. So he rows back. We go to inside the house. To, we open the door, and all my family's there. And I'm just so excited. And then another minute more, 20 of my closest friends come around the corner. And T.A. said it was like a burst of estrogen. Like we were squealing. And it was just so special. So yeah. that's that's how it ended. Oh, but I love that. It was story. great. It was great. That's amazing. Okay, so how do you set aside time now with all of the things that you guys do, how your involvement with Breakaway, your kids, all of that? How do you set aside time now to prioritize your relationship with T.A.? It takes a lot of intentionality. You know, we've had seasons where um, we have been really good at it and seasons that we haven't, and we're trying to be really good at it right now, just having a date night every week. Um, It's definitely an investment. It can be expensive having a babysitter and going out, and not that you have to go out or not that you have to, you you know, different seasons, but we have decided to invest in a date night and have good food and good conversation, and it makes all the world of difference to us. Um, 
one thing that, you know, prior prioritizing our relationship, TA has been doing a great job of recently just calling me a little bit more during the day. I mean, not every hour, you know, yeah. but just at least one. I'm like, leave me alone. What are you <laughs> What's Where going on? Where are you? I see you. But he, um, you know, just even once a day, I told him yesterday we were driving to Houston to meet some friends. And I said, that means the world to me, just even calling me and asking me how my day is. I know it's simple, but it's just being intentional with each other. And um, trying to nurture your relationship. Well, what I hear you say when you say that is that you're reaffirming him and what he is doing that you like. So often I find myself appreciating something that my husband's doing, but I I don't tell him that. Yes. And that's not natural to me. I feel mm-hmm. like there's some things that I'm trying to do um, that aren't very natural to me. I think, I mean, I heard at Life Group on Sunday, someone was saying in our little group that meets on Sunday nights. They're trying not to withhold kindness. And so what? I, if you think something positively, just say it. And so that's a kind of a new thing for me. Yeah, yeah, that is hard. That is something you have to think about and try and do. So how do you keep from just going on autopilot, especially when seasons are harder? Maybe you just had a baby or just moved. How do you keep from just getting stuck in autopilot? Yeah. I think it's so easy to get an autopilot. You know, when you're dating, you're putting your best foot forward, you're being intentional, you're trying to do sweet things, and then you get married, and it's very easy to take each other for granted. Um, So making each other a priority, I'd say for Christ followers, pray for your marriage. Um, Pray that it'd be strong, that you'd assume the best of each other, that you would love each other well, and then ask that God would guard your marriage against the evil one. Um, You know, he's the father of lies. He doesn't want your marriage to succeed. If you're someone who doesn't pray, um, then same thing. Have have it in your forefront of your mind. Have it in your thoughts. Anything to keep from going on autopilot. um, To be intentional because you want to nurture marriage. I say someone you're in a relationship with, if you lack quality time and intentionality, It's just easy for tension and bitterness to grow. And if not bitterness and tension, just indifference. Mm -hmm. Recently, I was even thinking today about knowing, you know, thinking about we're going to do this talk, that if you're committed to your spouse, I mean, forever is a long time to be sad. Might as well have a thriving marriage, you know? Yeah. And so, and I'm telling you this as someone who has lots of areas of growth. I have not arrived, especially recently. I've probably been failing more than I have been succeeding, But I have this newfound passion to really try to nurture my marriage because if I'm going to be with this guy, I mean, you know, let's make it good. Let's, let's, um, let's really pour into each other. Is that what gave you that newfound passion? Is just realizing that forever is a long time to be sad? And just coming to waking up and not liking my mindset, not liking my behavior. I had an argument not too long ago with TA and I... I didn't like how I was acting. I, I was acting like a toddler having a tantrum. And after the fact, I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to act like this. Yeah. I don't want to feel this way. And so just realizing, okay, I need to make some changes in my life, in my mindset, in my perspective, and realizing we're a team. We choose, we've chosen to stay together. Let's make this thrive. Yeah. And I, I feel like I have a great marriage, but there's still areas that we need to work on. What do you feel like? tipped you off on realizing you were acting like a toddler. It was abundantly clear. After the fact, I was like, oh my. Like, 
if there was a video camera, I'd be embarrassed kind of thing. (laughs) So anyway, I mean, you know, and sometimes we can get so used to justifying things in our head or just think that we're right and not realize um, that maybe our behavior is selfish or inappropriate or immature. And so that's why I think it's important to pray Mm -hmm. and that God will reveal or just to have the space to reflect and think to make sure that we're we're honoring our spouse, we're honoring God in the way we interact. Okay, so, so when do you find that your relationship is specifically thriving? I think there's a ripple effect, and it begins with your thoughts. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, studying the Enneagram, and we're all into the Enneagram, right? We are, we totally, are, sister. Into, we are totally into the Enneagram. <laughs> but I love studying it because what it communicated was no matter, and I probably should have known this, but I didn't think about it before, Every personality, um, no matter who you are, you have your strengths and you have your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so you are with a spouse that is going to have weaknesses, that's going to have things that potentially drive you nuts or irritate you. And so you can go through life focusing on the positives of your spouse or you can focus on their negatives. And your thoughts, what they affect your feelings, they affect your actions, and it really can have a ripple effect. And so... I just think to really thrive, for me personally, it starts with me focusing on T.A.'s positives and then trying to encourage him in that. So then I can also have a positive view of him. Um, An example in my life, a couple weeks ago, Jake um, had a stomach bug, Mm -hmm. which is no fun. Isn't that the worst? In the middle of the night when you have a monitor and you can hear things. And you just want to go back to sleep or you walk in the room and you kind of just want to run away. Have you had those times? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had it the day before I went into labor with Ethan. Oh, my gosh. We both got extreme poisons. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. You told me about that. Oh, and if you don't feel up to par yourself, you're like, oh, no. Can someone just take over this? Well, anyway, T.A. and I were both up together. And then I was rocking Jake in the chair. And I was just watching him clean up everything and just Mm -hmm. really pop into gear. And it just reminded me, T.A. is one of the most selfless people I know. He is a natural nurturer, a natural caregiver. And he's just really good at that. And then I had the next thought, I need to remember this. I need Mm -hmm. to focus on this. Lately, my personality is very good at focusing on people's negatives. Not only TAs, but everybody's. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think you're great. I think um, I think the times that I'm focusing on TAs positives and I'm communicating those, I don't know. And if he's doing the same for me, and we're giving each other grace, we're looking, we're looking past our weaknesses. You know, not that you don't talk about them. Yeah. You hash things out. You share. You're honest, but you don't nitpick and you. You focus on the good, the good qualities. I do feel like that's the starting point for a thrive, thriving relationship. Okay, so when you found yourself in a rut, have you noticed something as a common denominator? Um, yeah, and there's so much. I'm trying to think of where to even start. So I feel like TA and I have a healthy marriage. We we still laugh a ton. We really enjoy each other. But I, I when I say a rut, I mean that I didn't like how I was responding. Mm -hmm. And so I think the common denominator in that might be taking things too personal and then being stressed and overwhelmed. When you, when you're stressed and overwhelmed, it's hard to, um, it's hard to give people grace. It's hard not to have a short fuse. Um, so having good self care and, uh, what is self care to you? Self care is, 
keeping out some of the noise so that you can have some reflection and thought and good thinking, and then also doing things that refuel you. So whatever that may be, taking a walk, um, having some alone time, um, do even doing the fun things that you getting a Starbucks drink, watching a Hallmark movie, you know, <laughs> things that refuel you. Yeah. Okay. So can you give me some practical tips on dating your husband or pursuing him as an individual? I like that. It, I think what, what you're saying is being proactive. Yeah. Um, I think just little things can really go a long way. And these are things I'm going to start doing. I'm not exactly doing myself. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> these are my goals again. Always room to improve. Yeah, room to improve. Um, I think just, again, being encouraging, po- focusing on the positive, and then showing interest. I think, you know, if they're watching the kids showing it, or if they're coming home from work, either role, just showing that you want to know how they're doing, asking about their day, um, and then complimenting them and, and being a cheerleader for them. Um, I feel like that can go really a long way. Mm-hmm. I know there's times of life that you're tired and you're overwhelmed. I mean, especially the time with young kids. I mean, they're hanging on you. I remember just feeling like, okay, the kids are in bed. I want to be by myself. I don't want anyone to touch me, right? Mm-hmm. But I think like just even if you're stressed and overwhelmed, anything that you can do to nurture your marriage, even if it's just smiling and asking how your husband's day is and talking positively to him, I think can go a long way. But again, dating your spouse, being t- also setting the time um, to go on dates and having alone time. I remember, I don't know if this is relevant or not, but even going away with your husband mm-hmm. can be, I don't know, it's so healthy. Yeah. But I know when I first had kids, I would have a panic attack with the idea. I think we're probably different in this a- area. You're probably a little bit more mm-hmm. carefree than I am. But I remember feeling so anxious, the idea of leaving my kids and going away with my husband. I I have anxiety. I'm worried about safety, even though I totally trust the grandparents. But it got easier every time. And then you realize, oh, the world keeps spinning. You know, like I can go. My husband is more next to God. He's the most important relationship on earth. I can go pour into him. He can pour into me. The kids are going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and I think an important thing to point out, because so often we equate a marriage and love with a feeling. He is the most important thing next to God, regardless of how you feel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And in the end, if if you don't feel that way or if you're bitter or angry or indifferent, who wins? You know, you're not going to feel peace. You're not going to feel love. So even if you don't have a lot of motivation or feeling the lovey feelings, being a loving spouse and showing encouragement and showing intentionality in the end, you're going to feel better. You really are. Yeah. It's going to be good for everybody. Can you remember one of the trips you guys went on? We absolutely love to go to New York at Christmas. For us, we love good food. And the place we stay, that's the most important to us. So we're lazy travelers, basically. Um, I wouldn't say we're foodies. It's not that we have, like, the best taste, but we just love to eat good food. And so that's, like, top priority for us. Yeah. I'll tell you, New York is the place to go. That's the place to go. So you always go at Christmas? We try to go at, like, every other year. So what we do is we save all our points. Okay. And so I think, like, our flight and our hotel are free. You know, like we try to work it so that we can do it. And, you know, there's years with kids and things that we couldn't do that, but we do it as much as we can. So T.A. loves New York also. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. I'll tell you the last time we were in New York, 
TA, we went to dinner and he had on his phone 40 questions. He had just Googled date night questions. And I'll tell you honestly, I was like, okay, you know, kind of like, is this cheesy? Like we ended up loving it. Really? Yes. Because part of me thought, oh, is this too forced or do I really want to do this? We loved it. It was anything from casual to, you know, if you could go anywhere in the world right now to go visit, what would you say? To deeper things. What do you think we're doing well in marriage? What do you think we need to work on? And so, I don't know. Do you ever think, oh my gosh, we're going to go spend a whole week together? What are we going to talk about every meal? (laughs) I mean, I don't really think about that. Because you're chatty. I'm chatty. I want to hear from you something that you are doing that is a little bit different with you and TA in your marriage that the rest of the world might not exactly be doing the same way. I could talk about like the world tells you 50-50 and I don't think you should, I think you should throw that mindset out the window. What do you mean by 50-50? That you do, you do your part, they do their part. Uh And kind of just throw that out the window and say, you know, the world will tell you um, that marriage is 50-50. That, you know, you do your part and they do their part. And if you do your part of the deal, they should do their part of the deal. Um, Of, of, chores of expectations of encouragement whatever that may be but I think what is different and really what I would think the Bible would teach more is you give a hundred percent you um you don't withhold kindness because you don't like your spouse's behavior you you are you're a servant you give is that making mm-hmm. sense yeah do you get what I'm saying yeah regardless of what your faith base might be faith based you're not you're not doing things based on if you are receiving or get or get you know um, based on what you're receiving yeah. you're you're gonna be um, a person that gives with all their heart regardless of how the other person's responding that's so hard because oh that's not be, natural yeah and you have to be so vulnerable yes you have to be willing to be the one that's doing it all yeah and not expecting to get anything back in yeah. return yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a different way of thinking. It's hard. I'm very good at being like, okay, it's your turn to do this. Yeah. Or I did this for you. Are you going to recognize that? And were you not, what are you doing for me? So I think it's just reminding yourself that if he does something for me, that's an added bonus. And, and T.A., like I said earlier, he's, he's very much a servant. And he's just a naturally great husband. But, you know, it's a, it's a different way of thinking. Okay, when he asked you those 40 questions, what surprised you about him asking those questions? What surprised, like the fact that he even brought the questions? Yeah. Did that surprise you? Not really. What I really love about T.A. is he is not passive at all. Mm-hmm. He's very intentional. Um, and so he's always thinking about how can we make our marriage stronger? How can we? I'm more of a just content, probably settle a little bit sometimes. My weakness would be settle for the status quo type personality. But he's like, no, how can we make our marriage better? How can we learn more about each other? And so even when we dated, he would have little fun things like this. He would do um, would-you-rather questions Uh with me. That was his thing. (laughs) He'd win me over with those. (laughs) Now I'm not really interested in doing would-you-rather questions. No. No. (laughs) Not really. T.A., if you're listening, let's not do that. (laughs) Let's skip it. Let's skip that. Yeah. that's, That's so fun. Yeah. Okay, so what is something that you are doing right now in your life that helps you feel rested and restored. I was thinking back on when's the time in my life that I felt just more at peace and rested. And it was so random or so interesting that what came to mind was when I had my third son and I was sleep deprived and I was nursing that I felt like in a very healthy 
headspace, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm not the, I'm not a high capacity person. So I was a little overwhelmed probably, but I still felt in a good headspace. And it was because I was forced to sit there and nurse and had nothing else to do, but to think mm-hmm. and reflect. Now I could, you know, read or look at my phone some, but what happened was I just, I had a little less noise in my life. Yeah. So I thought about that recently and I've tried to do that. Like I'm in the, so I'm looking for times in my life that I can just push out the noise and have a little bit of silence, a little bit of reflection, a little bit of time to process because it's very easy to just stay distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm off social media just for a little bit. And the reason is, let's say when TA and I watch a movie, if he would get up to go to the bathroom or get up and grab a snack, I grab my phone. Mm-hmm. If I'm waiting in line somewhere at the post office, I grab my phone. I mean, I was never, there was never a time that I was even thinking. I was constantly distracted. So I've tried to be a little bit more intentional of when I'm in the car. I love podcasts. I love this podcast. <laughs> and that's great to listen. That refuels me. But there's also times that I'm going to have silence. Um, and then, so I'm trying to push out the noise and I'm also trying to do things that refuel me. Um, a friend asked me Monday for Jake and I to go on a walk and, um, I went for it. I'm not, sometimes not, I'm not good at being spontaneous, but I thought, you know what? Getting endorphins, being outside, talking to a friend, that's going to really refuel me. I'm going to do things. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Especially when the weather's nice in Texas. Yes. You gotta take advantage. Yes, it only happens every once in a while. I know. Well, Kat, thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor to speak with you. Oh, well, thank you. I love you, Jen, and I love um, what you're doing, and it's been an honor to be asked to speak, so thanks a lot. I just absolutely loved getting to sit down with Kat, and I am thrilled that I was able to share that with you. I know there were so many, so many great things that we talked about that you want to remember and that you want to start implementing into your marriage, and so I want to remind you to go to jbrazil.com slash four zero questions. That's 40 questions and download the 40 questions to get intentional with your hubby. When you go to jbrazil.com slash 40 questions, you're going to have the chance to put in your email address and get those questions sent straight to your inbox. But if you want to also check out the show notes while you're at jbrazil.com, just click on podcasts and you'll be able to find Kat's interview right there at the top and just have a fresh reminder of all of those things that we talked about get to see all of the different ways that you can have an intentional and unhurried relationship with your husband. Next week, we are going to continue on the love track since this is the month of love in February as we talk with an amazing guest, Jen, who has quite a story to tell and is going to talk to us about being intentional and having relationships with our kids. So I hope you will join me next week. And until next time, this is The Unhurried Life. I'm Jen Brazil, and I'll see you on Instagram.